It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just how close are the New Orleans Saints to moving on from head coach Dennis Allen this offseason, if at all? We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider today by texting HUDAT to 504-285-7473 to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking an early look at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to take a look at how much they've changed since week two. And what's the value of a win against a 1-11 and football team if you're the New Orleans Saints? But to get us all started today, I want to have an honest conversation about where I think the New Orleans Saints are when it comes to head coach Dennis Allen. And look, as I like to preface any conversation when it comes to somebody losing their job, I like to remember that there's a human element to all of this. But that's not going to stop me from sort of speaking at least what I believe to be my truth, the way that I look at the way that this is all potentially going to go down between the New Orleans Saints 
and Dennis Allen. I think Dennis Allen's seat is hot. I think Dennis Allen's seat deserves to be hot, right? I mean, like seven and 10 last year, they're on the verge of seven and 10 again this year. We'll see how they wrap up the last five games. And certainly the last five games are going to be very, very important to the future of this franchise. I thought after opening up, what, 24 to 7, 21 to 7 at the end of the first half against the uh, uh, the um, the Detroit Lions last weekend on Sunday, that that second half was going to be the most important second half of football so far this season. And the Saints did well. They clawed back. Derek Carr completes like 15 consecutive passes. They march back. They kind of close the gap. They come up short, right? But they showed a lot of fight, all these other things. There were positives that I think the New Orleans Saints organization can take from that and would take from that in favor of maintaining continuity, cohesion, all of these other things, these things that they value. But as I've said before, after a while, you have to start looking at what it is that you're maintaining. And if what you're maintaining is a level of, or sort of a commitment to a level of mediocrity, which can be knowing, can be unknowing in terms of what that commitment is, then maybe continuity and cohesion doesn't really have the value that you thought it did. Continuity and cohesion had a lot of value when you were talking about, you know, 13 and three seasons and 12 and four seasons and playoff runs and all these other things. What's the value of that right now with an aging roster, with a head coach that's 20, to, uh, 20 and 45 over the course of his career, uh, a, a coaching staff and, and a team that so far has not been what it has promised to be over the course of the past two seasons, I think those are things that you can't just ignore, right? Those are things that you have to add into, you know, whatever positives the Saints want to try to pull from. You heard Mickey Loomis in his conversation about how they're a top 12 offense and all these other things. That's, that's great in terms of yardage, but if you're not putting points on the board and you're not winning games, then what are we really doing here, right? Like what, what's the point of maintaining that cohesion, that continuity, that can move the ball between the 20s, that can perform in the red zone one game, but then completely fall apart and not be able to score points or move the ball in some cases the very next game. So there's a lot of these little elements, these little pieces that have to go in. It's why I don't think that the New Orleans Saints are going to rush to make any kind of a decision during the season. Any decision that they'll make will be either A, after they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which uh, that might not even happen until week 17 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> but other than that, you're going to probably wait until the season's over and until everything's all said and done. But I don't think that Dennis Allen's necessarily safe here. Uh, I don't think that Pete Carmichael is necessarily safe here. And because of any change at head coach, the rest of the coaching staff isn't safe because if there's a change at head coach, that head coach is going to come in and make some changes to the coaching staff. He's going to want to bring his friends in. Right. So I, I do think that this is a nuanced conversation that has to be had that oftentimes is not nuanced. It's I'm on this side of the extreme or I'm on this side of the extreme. Neither of those are ever right. Oftentimes, it's always something that's in the middle. And so the way that I look at this is the last five games are really, really important for Dennis Allen. But with a loss against Carolina, with a loss against the New York Giants, they become the most important one game, the most important two games, very, very quickly. I think it's a slippery slope from this point forward for Dennis Allen, for his job, for this coaching staff, for their jobs, uh, the coordinators, uh, you know, all these things. And, and look, Joe Woods is not the guy that calls the plays. He's not the guy that architects the defense and things like that over on the defensive 
coordinator side of it. So he might be the safest of just about any of the big three of that conversation because he's also very well respected and deservedly so. If another head coach were to come in, they might be a guy that likes Joe Woods and wants Joe Woods to stick around and then hand over play calling to him or something like that. But I will say that if the Saints do indeed make a change at head coach over the course of the offseason, moving towards the moving towards the offensive side of the football at head coach, I think would benefit them quite a bit. I think what we're seeing across the NFL, when you look at a lot of the teams that are either disappointing or teams whose head coaches are kind of on hot seats and things like that, like a lot of people are asking questions about Bill Belichick right now. A lot of people are are understandably asking questions about Matt Eberflus, asking questions about Ron Rivera, asking questions about um, uh, Brandon Staley. These are all defensive-minded guys, defensive-minded coaches. And I, I think that that trend is something that you don't need to zig when everyone else is zagging or vice versa. I think you build on the offensive side of, your, of the football because that's what's going to win you games. And then you allow your defense to be a strength in a different way. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints maybe re, reestablish the emphasis on the offensive side of the football moving forward. You have to be careful not to overcorrect though, right? <clears throat> but struggle on the offensive side overcorrect, get the offensive head coach, invest a whole bunch in your offense, and then your defense falls off a cliff, then you're back in 2014, 2015, 2016 again. So as we mentioned, it's never one extreme or the other. It's always something that's got to be somewhere that exists in the middle. Maybe not flat in the middle, but exists in between those two things. And I think that right now, that's the truth of where Dennis Allen is. That's the truth of where the New Orleans Saints are. That's the truth of where the New Orleans Saints would be headed if they ended up making a decision to make a change at head coach. I think that a change at head coach would be warranted. I think that waiting the next five games to see how things play out also warranted. I think both things can be true, but I also don't have a lot of faith that this New Orleans Saints team is going to get right over the last five games of the season. I think we'll see a lot of the same issues. I think we'll continue to see the slow starts. I think we'll continue to see the inconsistency of what works, what doesn't work, the way that the game plan works, the way that the game plan doesn't work. I think we'll continue to see the same bad decisions that are being made. Uh, you know, giving up on the run game early, uh, going away from the things that are working, seeing something work one game and then trying to win a different way the next game, whatever it might be. Like this team doesn't have an identity, doesn't have a compass, doesn't really have a direction, it feels like sometimes. And I think that that speaks most loudly out of anything else when it comes to the Saints record, when it comes to wins and losses, that you're starting to see the disconnect. You've got players saying that there's no identity. You've got players saying that they're not prepared. You've got players saying that they need to start preparations early. You've got players saying that they need to know what the opposing offense is going to be doing and scout that a little bit more successfully. These are big statements, even though they're not being made to be big statements. And that's fine. That's fair because we don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, right? But even still, those things, the lack of direction, the lack of sort of um, uh, uh, of identity and all these other things, I think those speak just as loudly as any record will by the end of this season. So do I think Dennis Allen is on a hot seat? Yes. Do I think that the New Orleans Saints are going to fire him on Monday? Absolutely not. They're going to give him the time and they're going to see how everything goes. But I don't have a lot of faith that everything's going to 180 and change. I think that no matter what this offseason, big questions will be asked and louder answers will show up to answer. Coming up next, what's the value of a New Orleans Saints win against a 1-11 Carolina Panthers team? Because something's a little bit out of balance when it comes to this game. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Skylight Frames. You got that special person in your life you're trying to find the perfect holiday gift for? Look no further. We got you covered with Skylight Frames. Skylight Frame is a touch screen photo frame that you can actually send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds, which makes it super easy to even personalize the gift before you hand it off to that special person in your life. They're so confident that you're gonna like Skylight, by the way, they offer free 120-day return. So why don't you go and check them out today. Over a million happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, uh, recommended by folks like the Today Show, Forbes, New York Magazine, and more. As a special limited time offer right now, Locked On listeners are going to get a $15 discount on your purchase of Skylight Frames when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked. On. Get $15 off of your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash locked on. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you to all the everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. How much does a win against a 1-11 Carolina Panthers team mean? for the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to give you my answer right now. I think that a win against the Carolina Panthers means a lot less than a loss against the Carolina Panthers. And it's just unfortunate to say that's where the New Orleans Saints season is right now. Uh, That's the way that I'm looking at this game. I think the New Orleans Saints, if they win this game, everybody just kind of goes, okay, good. They didn't drop a game to the 1-11 team. But you're not going to see a lot of movement in the playoff uh, conversation in that case. You've got the Atlanta Falcons who have uh, now a lead at six and six on the division. So they've got a one game lead They're The Saints are tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they're behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they lost to the Bucs earlier on this season. So they're effectively third place um, in the NFL or in the NFC South because of that. So I don't think that a, a win over a uh, one win Carolina Panthers team is going to go very far for New Orleans. And that goes for the fact that it probably won't go very far for them relative to playoff movement doesn't go very far from them in terms of proving anything because it's a 1-11 football team that fired its head coach, that fired its quarterback coach, fired its running back coach, that effectively has given up and punted on the season. So you don't really gain a lot of confidence in a win in that game. Don't really move in terms of your playoff situation. The Bucs and the Falcons will play each other. Maybe that's the one thing that helps you is that it kind of helps set you up for Week 15 next week in your game against the, uh, the 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 New York Jets at that point or New York Giants, excuse me. And so, I I look at this game as one that the Saints should win. I look at this one as a game that the Saints need to win, but not because a win helps them. It's because a loss hurts them tremendously. If they give the Carolina Panthers their second win of the season, especially at this point when you've got so much turmoil, your 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 roster's hurt. Um, you've got Five games left in the season. You're fighting for your playoff lives. If you're going to drop to five and eight against the Carolina Panthers in this game, 
That to me is going to speak far more loudly than any win against this Carolina Panthers team. We just had this conversation a moment ago about um, making changes at head coach and how I think the Saints will go about it, why I think that the seat is hot for Dennis Allen, why I think that that conversation is an honest conversation that should happen in good faith. A, a loss to this team right now, the Carolina Panthers at 1 and 11, kind of sinks all of that, right? That kind of puts you in a situation to where maybe things can become more troublesome a lot more quickly. I don't think that the Saints would, you know, make a move on Monday if they lost this game to the Carolina Panthers, depending upon the, the fashion in which they lose this game to the Carolina Panthers, because they're very much still going to see themselves as, quote, in it, right? Uh, because the division is awful. And so it's all of these kind of exterior things that are keeping the Saints together, that are keeping the Saints in contention. It's not what they're doing. It's what the other teams around them in their division can't seem to do, which is separate. For instance, if the Saints go in there and they win this game and they improve to six and seven and the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Atlanta Falcons, then all three of the teams get tied up at six and seven and the Saints would still be third place in that case because they have lost already the tiebreakers, at least at this moment, the head-to-heads against uh, Carolina, excuse me, against Tampa and against Atlanta. So the needle doesn't move very much. But if you drop to five and eight and give this team their second win of the season, and let's say the Atlanta Falcons move up to seven and six because they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa drops to five and eight as well. There you are again, still in fifth place or fifth place, still in third place uh, at a five and eight record. And you just got embarrassed because you lost to the one win team that's left in the NFL. That's not a good look. And that's going to be a really, really tough one. So for me, the value of a Saints win is to avoid the value of a Saints loss. Because I think the value of a Saints loss is greater or the impact of a Saints loss is greater than that of an impact of a Saints win in this game. This is one of those games that you look at and you go, if they win, you just kind of move on from it. But if you lose, you start talking about it at the end of the season as the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, right? Whatever that might be. I think that that's the way that I'm looking at this game. So I do think that New Orleans needs to go out there and win this game. Dennis Allen needs to go out there and win this game. Pete Carmichael needs to go out there and win this game. But they need to win the game, not because winning the game helps anybody but because losing the game would be detrimental to their ability to hold on to their gigs moving forward and would even start to incite some of that conversation around why the Saints should make the move in season as opposed to waiting until the offseason, which would be very uncharacteristic of the New Orleans Saints. But I think after a moment, after a certain point, you've just kind of entered the area of not turning back. So where's the threshold here? A loss to Carolina followed by a loss to New York? Mathematical elimination from the from the playoffs, which might not happen until week 17 up against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Got to figure out where the threshold is for it. But I do have to say that a win this week is important, not because of the win, because you want to avoid the loss if you're any of these folks whose seats are heating up or are already hot in some cases. Coming up next, we're going to wrap up today's show with taking a look at the Carolina Panthers and what's changed about them since week Two, because the answer is a lot. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. And it just got a lot more fun because now with their new specials tab, it gets even crazier the amount of things that you're able to put together. The basic idea behind Prize Picks is simple you pick two to six players, choose whether or not those players are going to come in at more or less than their Prize Picks projections. Those could be NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, or otherwise, does not matter. If, they, if you get all of them right, you can win up to 25 times your entry back. And right now with their specials deals, you can have even more fun. You could do things like combine Travis Kelsey from the NFL and LeBron James from the NBA and then do a, do a more or less on 10 and a half, uh, three scored, as well as catches made by Travis Kelsey. Super, super cool stuff for you to go and check out. And I'm going to help you have even more fun with it today by going to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase as well. And you're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. It's the first deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on NFL at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Daily fantasy sports made easy with your friends at prizepicks. Today's episode brought to you by friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thursday night football right around the corner. As of right now, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers who are favored heavily over the New England Patriots with a six-point spread, big-time favorites in that game. Maybe sometimes you want to stay away from the favorites, bet on sort of the underdogs, things like that, to try to maximize your winnings. Well, right now, if you're new to FanDuel, you don't have to do that because right now, new customers at FanDuel are going to get $150 in bonus bets by winning any $5 money line bet. So right now you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers that are heavy favorites. You put five bucks down. If they win, you get $150 in bonus bets. That's like 30 to one odds on a $5 bet. That's almost a sure thing. And there are a bunch of others that you can get in on across the NFL, NBA, MLB, and otherwise all across over at FanDuel. So go and check them out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get everything started. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at the matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers and what's changed about the Carolina Panthers since week two. The Saints win in Carolina earlier this season. Remember that when they were 2-0 and and everything was looking so fun? Appreciate you very much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Sorry, I don't mean to, to you know, rub it a sore spot there. I'm just... just Trying to crack some jokes. Um, so as I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers here, something has massively changed about this team over on the defensive side in particular. Um, a lot has changed about the makeup of the team, some of which we just discussed, right? Josh McCown out, Frank Reich out, Deuce Staley out. So they made some moves on their coaching staff. Um, the, the team is effectively punted on 2023. And, and, and it, look, they're doing it where they have no reason to do it because it's not like they have a first round pick to tank for because they traded that first round pick to the Chicago Bears. So punting on the season effectively just makes things better for the Chicago Bears who are sitting comfortably right now uh, set up for the uh, number one overall selection in terms of Carolina selection. Um, they have their own top five selection in, in addition, Chicago does. But for Carolina, like they just kind of punted and moved on as opposed to waiting into the offseason, which some people will say, well, why don't the Saints do that? Why do they say, well, I mean, Carolina was is a one-win team. They weren't going anywhere this season. But, you know, not competing at this point in the year doesn't really not doesn't really help them out. So at this point what they're doing is they're looking at, okay, so what what's the talent on the roster? It's evaluation season, all those other things. And then maybe trying to 
convince some of the vets like, hey, we can win some late games down the stretch, play, you know, spoiler and, you know, make this a lot of fun for you so that maybe you want to stick around. And you can see the vision of what we got going on. So like Carolina still has something to prove here. And they've been proving it over on the defensive side of the football, not so much over on the offensive side of the football. We're talking about the 20 or the 30th ranked passing yards offense, the 26th ranked rushing yards offense, although their rushing game has gotten a lot better over the course of the last three games or so where they've rushed for um, a considerable amount. I mean, they ran for 128. Uh, oh, sorry, that's a defensive side. They ran for 133, 96, and 110 in the past three games. So they've really started to lean back in uh, to their to their run game. The thing that's ironic about that is that the Carolina Panthers had their first 100-yard rushing game against the New Orleans Saints. Actually, their second one in a row. My bad. They went for 154 against the Falcons and then 100 against the Saints. Then they kind of fell off a little bit, uh, 99, or excuse me, 44, 83. Then they got back up to 99, 108. But you see what I'm saying? Like they kind of recorrected and got back on the right side of the run game uh, so far this season. So while their overall season total is not great here over the course of the past three, they've been a little bit more effective there. That should be a little bit concerning for Saints fans because the New Orleans Saints have struggled against the run game, allowing at least 125 rushing yards over the course of the past five games. So um, not great, Bob. Uh, then actually, they've allowed over 120 rushing yards in six of their last seven games. And they've only got two games so far this season where they haven't allowed more than 100 total rushing yards. They had one game against the Green Bay Packers where they allowed just 95, and then they had one against the New England Patriots where they allowed just 45, but that was a lot more of the New England Patriots being bad than it was the New Orleans Saints being good, I think we can comfortably say at this point. So where did the Carolina Panthers struggle or where did the Carolina Panthers find their success on, on offense? They find it through the run game. Where do they struggle? They struggle to move the ball through the air, which is of no surprise. They drafted a quarterback that was almost never going to pan out in the NFL and Bryce Young based on his size. And everybody says, well, don't talk about his size. I'll talk about his size. Well, sure. You remove the thing that's going to keep him from working out, then sure, he might work out, right? But you you keep that thing in the conversation. It's really hard to argue against it. We just don't see diminutive size quarterbacks pan out in the NFL. Does that change this week against the New Orleans Saints defense who have struggled against the mobile quarterbacks? Now, Bryce Young not necessarily noted for his ability to run, but doesn't lack the ability to run either. That's for sure. Uh, if we look at the rushing yards for uh, the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young's third on the team, with just 161. So he doesn't do it very often. Uh, he's only got 25 total attempts on the year. But does that change now going up against New Orleans and knowing that the Saints have been weak against A, the run, B, running quarterbacks as well. So we'll see how that ends up panning out. But the other thing about Carolina that's really, really kind of impressive, not impressive, but that's 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 interesting about what's changed about them is that this was a really bad passing defense uh, when the Saints faced them early in the year. They were a bad passing defense early on through the year. That has since changed. We're now looking at the Carolina Panthers as the number four passing defense in the NFL in terms of yardage and the number nine passing defense in the NFL in terms of touchdowns scored. Now, they are the 31st ranked defense when it comes to points given up as a whole. That's because they've allowed 20 rushing touchdowns over on the defensive side. So. For the New Orleans Saints, who uh, don't want to turn the ball over, right? Want to protect the football. Um, they want to be this explosive offense, even though they've proven not to be that explosive offense, because my definition of explosive is big plays, but also putting points on the board, right? 
Saints have not been able to successfully put points on the board on a consistent basis. They've just been able to pull off the big plays. So they're a chunky yardage offense. They're not an explosive offense, in my opinion. And so when we think about that, and we think about the fact that a lot of the explosive plays in the NFL come from the passing game, the Saints might have a hard time finding that identity against the Carolina Panthers. And therefore, the run game has to be up at the beginning. So this goes along with what we've been saying for like two weeks now, that the Alvin Kamara-Taysom Hill game plan should still be strong here against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers against the run so far this season. Uh, 23rd ranked rushing defense when it comes to yardage. 32nd bottom of the league when it comes to limiting rushing touchdowns. They've allowed 20 rushing touchdowns, most in the NFL so far. And they're 19th in the NFL when it comes to yards per carry allowed at 4.2 yards per carry. The New Orleans Saints for the rushing offense, 19th ranked in terms of yardage. 14th ranked in terms of scoring, but 28th ranked when it comes to yards per carry, 3.7. So could the Saints commit to, and this is important, stay committed to a run game that maybe hasn't been very strong for them so far this season, but has ticked up and gotten better over the course of the past few games, and will have a good advantage going up against a bad rushing defense with the Carolina Panthers this week. Can they stay committed to it? That could be the difference in this game. It could be the difference. If they're able to find a lead in this game and hold on to it, maintain it, which is something that they've struggled to do. I mean, you look at the past three games, the Minnesota Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons, as well as, of course, the Detroit Lions just last week, the Saints have held one lead in one of those games for about three minutes and 17 seconds. And that was the opening field goal against the Atlanta Falcons. And that's it. That's all. That's the only lead that they've had over the course of the past three weeks. And so this is where you have the opportunity to maybe turn the tide there because you have a very weak rushing defense across from you. The opening drive should be run, 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 run. Remember that 20 play drive that the Saints had that was mostly on the ground against the Baltimore Ravens a few years ago that ended up not working out because of a fumble out of bounds and all these other things. But that drive was sort of an establishing we've come here to punch you in the mouth kind of a drive. That's what I think the New Orleans Saints should do against the Carolina Panthers. I don't care who's under center. I don't care who's at quarterback. I think they should be looking to punch the Carolina Panthers in the freaking face on, on Sunday. That's the way that they should be establishing their game early on in this one. And you have to do that with the run game. And honestly, you do that a lot with the Taysom Hill run plan because that's a man run scheme. Block the guy in front of you as opposed to the finesse. Then you can add the finesse to it with Alvin Kamara and others. But I don't know. I, I just I look at where the Carolina Panthers are, and even though they're one and eleven, and I'd love to walk into this game and say this is a sure win for the New Orleans Saints, like I did week two when I walked into that game and said that this was a sure win for the New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. It's a little bit challenging to do that right now. It's a little bit challenging to do that right now, and that's not just because of how the Saints have played. It's because of how things have changed for the Carolina Panthers as well. So we'll see. We'll see how this whole game breaks down. But I do think again, this is a very very important game to not lose if you're the New Orleans Saints, if you're Dennis Allen, if you're Pete Carmichael, if you're Derek Carr, if you're anybody that's looking for what your future is going to look like with this organization. This is an imperative game that you cannot lose. Will they win it? We'll find out. Coming up tomorrow, Julian Council and I, Locked on Panthers, are going to be breaking down this matchup in our crossover Thursday. Always a blast when Julian joins the show. We'll both be very real about both of these teams, so it's sure to be a very fun conversation. I appreciate you very much as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And I thank you and want you to know that I appreciate you so much. 
for making us a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me on the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.